0: Today, we have Dr. Dominique Christ on the show. Hi, Dominique. How are you? Hey, Ben. Very well. Thank you. Uh, It's great to talk to you. We're going to be going through a ton of very, very interesting stuff that Dominique and his team are are working on. Dominique is the Managing Director of Denemeyer IP Consulting, which is the Consulting and Innovation Division of the DenneMeyer Group. DenneMeyer Group is actually, I, I love how they, they call themselves the, the sole full service provider for global IP intellectual property management. So we're gonna be talking about a lot of, comp- a lot of ideas today and how, how Dominique and his team are helping bring those to market in a more efficient and effective way. But before we get to Dennemeyer and the work that you're doing there, Dominique, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your career. Yeah, happy to do. Thanks, Ben.
1: So, uh, originally I, I studied uh, law and business. Uh, got a PhD in capital markets law, an MBA uh, from the United States, and then really started my career and spent a good amount of my career with uh, McKinsey & Company, a top management consulting, where I focused mostly on innovation topics and driving digitization, mostly in the processing industries, but also in infrastructure. And specifically lately uh in, uh in the construction sector um where a lot has been going on in terms of digitizing the business becoming more customer-centric uh with uh, trends such as building information modeling for example i've been around the globe quite a bit uh, with the company I spend uh, many many years abroad and canada and in chile and south africa and spain you name it um, which uh, really helped me to, to broaden my horizon and uh, as you already said, I'm recently working with uh, Denemeyer Consulting uh, to help uh, clients become more innovative and uh, use intellectual property information to drive their uh, innovation.
0: So, how do you do that, Dominique? We all, we all, I would say that one of the big topics that we've had internally uh, during the last 12 to 18 months, especially with the, the, the life in the world of the pandemic, has been. How do you, how do you maintain a high consistent level of innovation, and how do you make sure that that's uh, still the life, uh, that kind of breathes life into your your company? Um, how how do you tell tell your clients to do that? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good question.
1: I'm sure a lot of, of people are thinking around how, how how to get it done specifically in these. Yeah. I, I I usually like to structure it. Um, Along, you know, the, the people side, uh, the process side, and the tool side, right? Um, if, we, if because all, all three need to be coming together to be to be driving that and, and keeping it all together, right? Um, specifically, I mean, on the on the tool side, what we are currently working on um, with the team is is a software that um, helps clients bring together uh, the data that is out there, specifically on the intellectual property side, in the patent, because there's a lot of information that you can get from uh, patent analytics in terms of what are the tech trends, what are your competitors doing, right? Mm-hmm. Where is the market going? Um, and to really use that, but not only use uh, use the patent information, but bring it together from from a data perspective with you know what is going on in terms of M and A activity, what is going on, you know, with general tech data that is out there that tells you know mm-hmm. the tech side of it, tells you the legal side of it, you know, where is the white space. And bring that then together, you know what the company strategy and the actual capabilities are, um, wow. to make a more a cohesive um, uh, base for decision on where to strategically invest uh, on the innovation side, specifically the R and D efforts, right? Wow. Um, and obviously that needs to be coming together uh, in a larger, you know, innovation and transformation program that uh, that is uh, needs to be set up to keep those other things in common. As I said, the, the process side and people side, right? Because uh, depending on the size of the company. And we're working with, you know, very big uh, 4500 companies as well as with uh, smaller startups, you know, it's, it's, it's very right. Um, so but in, in any case, uh, y- you need to ensure that you have somewhat coherent processes across the globe or across the organization to take people along and show them, you know, what is the logic on how to drive forward uh, innovation? Uh, and then thirdly, as I said, then on the people side, um, now uh, we have all gotten used to uh, those kind of Zoom meetings and, and so on to to take uh, to take on uh, the dis- discussions. Uh, but this should also follow a clear plan in terms of you know how are you setting the incentives for people? You know how are you appraising your people? How are you trying to still develop your people? You know while you're working online um, and give them the proper training that they need to become more innovative. And so it's really you know bringing all that together uh, requires quite an effort, but. The, the stakes are high I mean we are living yeah. in, a, in an economy uh, that is information based right and innovation driven and so um, uh, the more the more uh, strategically you put your efforts into this, uh, the more success you'll have with the, with the customers and on the market
0: let me ask you a follow-up question just on the, on the the tool that you've built uh, it sounds very interesting. would that allow me to analyze the the patents of my competitors, because it's kind of a competitive an, analysis tool, is that, is that one of the key components? That, that is one of the components, yes, yeah, okay. um, that, that alone is not uh, um, absolutely,
1: Revolution. because some, some other tools can do that as well, uh,
0: mm-hmm. that is the
1: beauty about the, the the data that is in the patent, right, I mean the, the whole thing about patent is basically, you have the right to be protected, <laughs> Yeah, to have your idea protected uh, from anybody else copying it for 20 years. But at the same time, the deal is to the society that you have to give away the information on how it's being done, right? And that tells yeah. tells everybody else to, to, to see what the technological trends are. So that is one piece. But again, the other pieces that that, that come together in the tool um, are also, you know, the, the data sources in terms of, you know, where are technological trends going? Where are people investing, right? On a very granular level, uh, of course, you know, on the tech trends, yeah. uh, not on a high level. Um, And if bring that together, you know, with a very structured approach towards, you know, where are the priorities of the company, the the strategic priorities, where do they want to invest, right? Where are their capabilities? And then, you know, building up that portfolio of ideas uh, that you could invest in and looking at them from all those angles, you know, from the market angle, strategic angle, from the IP angle, which also tells you what you're allowed to do or what is already blocked, and from the technological angle as well and then take the most uh, sound decision according to the decision criteria. Of the company.
0: So y- apply, applying for a patent is, uh, even in the most uh, simple of markets, is, is not a simple process, <laughs> right? I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of filings. You find out that there's obviously different types of patents. Uh, certainly assessing uh, global patent rights is a whole nother challenge. Um, and, uh, you'll still have markets around the world that don't really respect any patents. (laughs) Right. So, so, you know, how, how do you advise a company in in terms of how they're going to prioritize the patent process? Um, I mean, how early should a company be thinking about this? Uh, I don't know how, how, I mean, I imagine your clients are quite large, but. But I mean, when startups get going and they kind of build up processes, you know, I remember dealing with several companies with process patents and then many lawyers advising uh, these companies saying, oh, well, those are those are very hard to defend. You know, it's you know, how do you how do you advise companies in that stuff? Well, it is pretty diverse, as you say, because actually uh, our, our
1: Client base is pretty diverse. So so as I said before, we we do, in fact, have those Fortune 500 companies that we are advising on uh, on strategies uh, for the patent side. But we actually do also advise, you know, larger startups or startups that are just, you know, looking for the next financing round and for the next step on on, on how to do that. And this is, I would say, this is a a different segment of the market. But uh, nevertheless, um, you know, very, very interesting because, um, uh, you know, startups usually, patents is... Intellectual property rights is not the first thing that they have in mind, right? Usually, they're very product-driven, they're client-driven. They want to get to the market, which is great, yeah. And they must do that. Um, but to be answering your your other question, I mean, it's it's, it's never too early to, to think to be thinking around, you know, your IP strategy, you know? because mm-hmm. I mean, w- worst thing, of course, that can happen is you, you get to the market and you find out that you're actually not allowed to do what you're doing. Oh. Uh, you are getting sued by by one of your competitors you know? as soon yeah. as you're big enough to come out of the radar. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna go for you. Um, but turning it around, I think, is, is, is much more interesting. To be thinking around, what can I actually do with this? Because um, what, what a lot of uh, startups and larger startups are overseeing is uh, that you can use those patents, you know, as an asset backing for your financing rounds, right? And this is a huge, uh, uh, a huge thing, yeah? because your, your physical assets are fixed. But oftentimes, you know, as a startup, you have your uh, uh, not physical assets, um, and you just just need to bring them in a form that is acceptable for banks or for uh, for investors to be seeing. You know what what the value of those is It'll be actually uh, granting you uh, granting you loans and help you fuel your growth, right? So I think this is a a whole different aspect um, that is that is interesting to look at, and we're helping clients to to be thinking around it. And of course, then I mean, bringing it together, there's a strategy to it. I mean, there can be a opportunistic strategy that is more geared towards you know this, this financing round but if you really look strategic you really need to look at you know what are my core markets that I have on my uh, growth plan for the next uh, five to ten years and where might uh, might it all lead to eventually you could file for patents for you know every single country in the world right. um, It it's just also cost a lot of money as you said so it's oftentimes not worth it uh, right. but to think that through and also to think around you know which kind of uh uh, intellectual property rights. The right one might not always be a patent, Yeah, but also be a trade secret,
0: for example, of protecting even most of the trademark side um, is also a big part of the process. Yeah. A lot of elements there for sure, but it sounds like um, what, what you're helping clients do is really think through the tools of the process, how they maintain it, how they build it, how they scale those the, those innovation efforts going forward and probably how they prioritize them as well, uh, which must be uh, a big, big challenge. What are the big uh, holdups or barriers that you see when you uh, look at clients today in terms of how they're approaching um, intellectual property and thinking about innovation? Yeah, that's a
1: great question because effectively what what I'm seeing is uh, what my impression is that um, the majority, I would say, of the companies have not yet used up the full potential that is inside this uh, intellectual property data, um, right. and to use it in a more strategic manner, right? Because for a lot of companies, it is still one of the ad- more administrative functions. You know, it's a cost center uh, somewhere in the back of the hallway. It needs to be managed efficiently, yeah. And, and you keep it there. Whereas, you know, as I just uh, tried to explain a bit, you know, if you if you bring it to the center of the organization. And use the data uh, to be getting out insights and intelligence from it. Right, Uh, then it becomes much more of a strategic business-building function that helps you, you know, to think through strategic moves that you know uh, uh, to to, to outsmart your competitors. You know, serving your clients better, right, Uh, and to to fuel your fuel your growth and to do much more sound uh, uh, investments uh, both in R and D as well as in uh, where you set up your business. So I think there's a lot of potential. And, and again, from my, from my perspective, a lot of uh, clients are currently not, not seeing it or not taking the bold move that it takes, mm-hmm. you know, to say, hey, uh, I understood it. I understand that I also need to invest, let's say, from people's side into um, this, um, this function, right? Because, mm-hmm. effectively, if you take it serious, then, you know, also the job titles uh, that you're using in this, uh, this function are changing somewhat from, you know, a patent administrator or patent attorney towards you know an asset manager right or an IP strategist so to say which is a yeah. slightly different profile that you that you need to be looking for or developing because those people don't exist usually they
0: don't come directly from university yeah. um, uh, but that you need to, to focus on. So kind of really mapping out that IP strategy is 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 important for some companies probably being becoming more important for others. How did that dialogue with those companies change over the last year? Um, I mean, what, did you, did you find the tenor of the dialogues with, the, with those with your clients alter? Well, um, so and so. <laughs> there is, um,
1: it depends a bit on the industry because basically we're we're serving basically all industries, right? I mean my own stronghold, as I said, is in construction and infrastructure where I'm advising a lot of clients myself. Uh, but nevertheless, we're focusing on all of the industries, and it depends a bit on uh, the financial backing that you have in your industry, on how you're also dealing with the current COVID situation and how it has affected the business, right? Because I mean, those industries or companies that are struggling more with that. Obviously, had to turn around, you know, their own focus a bit away from the innovation side, a bit away from the M and A side, and more towards the, you know, how do I keep the liquidity? Yeah? Right. How do I keep efficient? How do I manage my processes most efficiently? Yeah. And we're also helping them in, in that sense, of course, right? But then again, uh, on the other side, you know, some some companies are seeing it, uh, the crisis as a chance. Depends, depends a bit on the industry and the entrepreneurial spirit that they're that they having. Uh, as we know, a lot of the uh, largest companies that we're seeing today were were actually founded in the last the financial crisis. Yeah. Um, so, the crisis is always a good time
0: also to 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 invest. Uh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, one, one of the things that probably would have been very relevant, probably still relevant with what you're doing at Denemeyer, but certainly relevant with the work that you did at McKinsey. I imagine you were looking at McKinsey for those moments where a company would have that watershed moment, a moment where they would suddenly jump forward and, and embrace digital activity. And what we've seen uh, what I've seen with a lot of companies is that 2020 actually was that year. was that year where I don't know what was happening in the boardrooms of, of many, many companies, but clearly uh, any opposition that led to more conservative thinking was probably pushed to the wayside. You know, and people were said, you know, we got to go digital. We got to go now. And I I imagine that that probably could be good for, you know, you and the types of innovation that companies are are now embracing because the the future seems to be more, uh, sounds funny to say this, but the future seems more visible to all of us. We seem to know, like, what are those trends going forward? Right. No, I'm just curious what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah,
0: no, I, I fully agree with you. I mean,
1: uh, if anybody still had a doubt, you know, about the necessity to become more more digital and more innovative, uh, this crisis has has shown, uh, you know, what you need to be doing or you know, how fast it can go. You know, like this, that your market is gone or that your access to the market is actually gone. Right. So we're seeing that with uh, with companies, and you know, you you made this nice picture. I mean, we're we're we think, at least we think, we are about to see uh, the horizon, you know, but we're just coming out of that tunnel. And I would argue that you know uh, there is still um, a make or break for some of the companies you know, within the next, let's say, six to eight months, you know, wow. whether they still catch the train or not. Uh, yeah. And I think we'll still see some uh, you know, less fortunate ones uh, or incidences happening, uh, and we'll see some great, great growth stories in, in the future um, that we've been discussing with some of the clients where we get to see the results. So I think the future is bright. I'm I'm an optimist by heart, um, but I'm uh, also very interested to see how it plays out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No. I would imagine that uh, it's it is that. Yeah. I I believe that it's really a watershed moment. There will be those companies that are unable to evolve or or innovate, and then there will be the others that. Uh, truly seize the day and become the foundation for all industries going forward. Yeah, Dominique, as you were working through the pandemic, what was what changed at, at Denimire IP? I mean, what were how did you change the day to day? Well, <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, of
1: course, the pandemic somehow also affected us. I mean, in terms of the topics. Uh, I said it already. You know, some some clients were shifting a bit towards more of a you know cost efficiency side, with uh, where, where, where where we were able to to help them accommodate with that. Some, some were having you know pretty basic questions in terms of you know the home office piece. How do I get it done? How do I keep my IP operations going? You know, with people uh, not being able to, to to see each other. And of course, we ourselves had to adopt to this situation as well. A um, team. Uh, and I, we, we were working for uh, most of the t- pandemic from uh, from home office. Um, we had to get used to new uh, to a new rhythm, you know, of how we work together, to new um, uh, to new structure. Um, but I think eventually, you know, um, it helped us. It helped us uh, to see what is actually possible. Also, when you're looking at the data, number one, and when you're getting the trust with the clients, you know. Uh, still through the face-to-face discussions, yeah, we, we always thought you know clients need to see us in person to to be discussing uh, topics, but actually they don't. You can build up trust really pretty well over over such a connection as well. The important the important thing is you know that you're building this this, this personal connection with the client, yeah. and that we've been up, uh, getting a lot a uh, lot of better. So.
0: Yeah, I, I I've been thinking quite a bit about that because the the reality is that channels like this. Uh, have been criticized to a certain extent because people are tired. They, they we talk about kind of like this burnout, of Zoom burnout, Zoom fatigue. Yeah. But the reality is that there's also some level of connection and depth that you're able to get to in a conversation that I don't think that you that people get to in many face-to-face meetings, actually. Yeah. And I, I don't know why that is, but um it, it it certainly is worth worth uh thinking about. So yeah, I think people are pushing forward. And so that's great. I mean, clearly when you're working with intellectual property, working virtually is a possibility. Getting to your clients is is clearly was clearly critical. And I can see how that that, that worked for 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 you guys. As as you see what the Denemeyer Group and what Denemeyer IP Consulting is focused on uh, going forward, I mean, what what excites you about the future? What uh, w- what what things should we be aware of or concerned about uh, going forward? Right. Yeah. Look, um,
1: what it, what excites excites me a lot is that uh, as we discussed a bit is that more and more companies are, are, are starting to see you know, what is possible if you're using uh, the intelligence that, that lies in the data and you're using it strategically. And I mean, uh, we, we, we saw it a lot or I saw it a lot you know, when we were working with the construction industry. I mean, the construction industry, for example, you know, has, has been very, very slow in adopting technological trends and in making you know, large technological um, advancements compared to, for example, the automotive industry so for many, many years, right? And then all of a sudden, like five years ago, ten years ago, it really skyrocketed, right? <laughs> People mm. were starting to invest into the intelligence, to invest into the digital tools and the innovation. And now it's a whole different world, and there's really an industry revolution. And I see that the same way, you know, for um, uh, for for intellectual property as a function, right? Because um, if, if we, t- you know, all the clients that we're talking to in our days, you know, they don't say anymore, how do I administer the, the, the Patent data the best, or you know, wh- how do I store it the best way? No, they want to see what's the insight that I can get from it, right? And how can right. I build the future from it, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and and become become more uh, more tech driven. And I think that is a that is a development that I'm very excited about, and where we
0: where we're helping our clients grow. You know, I think that uh, Dominique, when we spoke last time, I mentioned my fascination to you with three uh, D printing. <laughs> and uh, and I, I have been obsessed with watching all these videos of the printing of houses and printing of now literally neighborhoods. It's, it's, quite, it's quite incredible. Um, is that, a, is that a, one of the technologies that you are excited about? That is definitely uh, one. Yeah, you you, you, hit the, you hit the nail there. <laughs> that is definitely one
1: that is actually also thinking a lot about intellectual property. Having having a lot of companies in that sector,
0: uh, and it's
1: also connected connected on the construction side, as you said. Yeah, I mean, there's whole neighborhoods, there's bridges that be- that are being printed. You know, yeah, the whole shape of you know how you're thinking around your supply chain. You know, your your ordering, or even as a customer, you know. You, this this all this, it's a revolution that is going on, right? How you're
0: customizing things it's it's really it's really exciting. Yeah, I think it's it's amazing, and uh, all of the all of the stuff that we, I mean, if you worked with the construction industry, you you would know in much more detail than than most of of our our watchers or listeners, but. Just the layout of a house is not just obviously the frame, but you have to think of like the electricals and the piping and how all of that gets laid out and how that's all factored into this digital printing is just fascinating. I just uh, I'm I'm so excited about it. Uh, Someday I hope to be able to have a chance to 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 try try it out myself. So um, I'm excited that you guys are working on that. We've been speaking with Dr. Dominique. Chris, he is the Managing Director of DenneMeyer IP Consulting. Uh, DenneMeyer IP Consulting is part of the broader DenneMeyer IP Group, which is the sole full service provider for global IP intellectual property management. Uh, they have a law firm, they have a management service provider, they have a management software, um, it is a, a very innovative IP company, I should say. And uh, Dominique has been talking to us today about how they're uh, supporting companies to drive innovation, uh, really kind of push push their uh, innovation plans forward. And I think kind of one of the takeaways that I'm I'm hearing constantly, Dominique, is is the data. You know, you're saying, look, look at the data, uh, explore the data. Your innovation plan is sitting in that information. And um, it's probably one of the things that somehow innovation somehow sometimes gets separated from the data. And, and the beauty of what you're outlining is saying, no, 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 no. You got to start with that, right? Yeah. You need, you need, you need to bring it all
1: together. As you, as you said, it's very nice. It's all in there, but you need to bring it out, the
0: insights out, and then bring it into the organization to drive innovation Well, listen, uh, Dr. Dominique Christ, thank you so much for joining us on Uncaged today. Uncaged is a program that provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. And that is, there's no example that would be more true than this conversation where we're looking at intellectual property, and innovation strategies for businesses. So thank you so much, Dominique. Thank you for being on Uncaged today. Thank you, man. Cheers. Cheers.